0: Welcome to Equipus Christchurch. Equipus Church Church is a whole lot of friends championing one another to go higher in Christ. For more details, check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch. I don't know about you, but man, there's a tangible sense of the presence of God this morning. And um, I pray you don't leave this place the same again. I pray that you... I pray you receive what God has for us as a a church. uh, We're continuing today with our glory series. And I don't know whether you were in the room last Sunday at the gym, but that was a special moment and a significant moment in the life of our church. And that we're saying God has taken us into new territory that we've never been before. And all God needs is for us to trust him I absolutely know this for a fact. I need to trust God, and I am trusting God, and I thank you for, for coming with, because I believe the things that God has shown us, the things that He's revealed to you in your prayer closets and the places where you, in the secret place, God will bring that to pass. And so it may seem impossible, but guess who we serve? He's the God of the impossible. Whatever is impossible, He will make possible because it's His. And so I believe we need to stretch our faith. You need to believe for greater because what you see is not always what you're going to get. Whenever, you know, let me say, when I walked into the room this morning, I was kind of like, where's everybody at? And, but I'm like, this is not about what I see. This is about who I see. So am my eyes fixed on those empty seats or am I fixing my eyes on the creator of the universe? Am I fixing my eyes on the person that is everywhere present, all powerful, knows everything? Because if God is for us, who can be against us? And so I just I just can I just say that this morning? I just need you to kind of shake off anything, like just shake it off. I think prophetically, we need to shake some stuff off us. We ah, <laughs> I, like shake it off because like the, 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 your history is not your future. Where you've come from and, and what you've lived through, it is by the grace of God. I'm standing here not because of any credentials or anything that I have done. It is by the grace of God, I'm telling you. It is by the grace of God. So don't look at me and think, ah, ah no, 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 grace of God grace of God. And that's how I'm going to see you. So the word is going to be, yeah, the word's going to be amazing this morning, but you may be seated in his presence this morning. Get your Bible, get ready. Thank God for the miracle that sits beside you. If you're sitting by yourself, maybe you need to sit next to a miracle this morning. Just saying. Can we thank our wonderful, amazing team and the unseen people up there? Um, I just wanna um ooh, Lord. Uh, so our glory series, um, so the first week we did it, um, we started, we talked about the glory of God on the house of God. Right? So um in Haggai, where the prophet Haggai came and declared and just said because the people were weeping and the people were crying because what they were building was not in reflection to the first temple that was built. Like, it, you know, I showed you some pictures of like this grandeur, like the whole inner part of the temple was made of solid gold. And so they didn't have the gold building the new temple. And so, as people were building the bricks, like people who had seen the old temple, right? So they were like literally weeping and crying. Because they're like, oh man, this is so not good enough. And so the prophet Haggai came to prophesy over them and to say to them, hey, wake up. God is with you. Like, So the old temple, it represented the presence of God, right? But in this new temple, God is going to be with you. And here's what he says. I am going to give you my peace right? And so that's what we talked about. And is saying, God is declaring over you that the glory on the former house will not be greater than the glory of this latter house. How many know, and throughout scripture, and, and even in our own lives, we have to move. You have to keep taking steps forward. Every time you take a step back, you kind of feel like you've taken seven steps back. And we often go, oh, you know, we often... Think about the good old days when we were young and we were free and we were reckless and there's just a whole lot of stuff that we could do. But no, 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 I'm believing, even for our for a more mature family this morning, believe your greatest years are ahead of you. The 70s ain't got nothing on you. The 80s have got nothing on you. The 90s have got nothing on you. Even on our young people this morning, your greatest years have not been. It's coming. So your first birthday wasn't your biggest party. Right? Um, And so this morning, I just want to open up some scripture because this next part of the glory series is really talking about the relationship that we have within the family of God. Because the thing is this, we all come from all different walks of life. Some of us were born in little islands. Some of us were born born in big islands. Some were born in homes. Some were born in hospitals. Some were even born in cars. Some were born like on airplanes, whatever right? And and so, we find ourselves now in this room together. So, if we were to compare how we got here or how long we've been here, can you see where I'm going? We start to have, oh, so you can sit in the front row because you've been here for that long. You could sit in the back row because you've been here for that long. Like, that's what happens. And so, often when you bring a body of people together, one thing we tend to do is kind of, where do you fit into the puzzle? We often say, hey, I know in Fiji we say, what school did you go to? And so wherever you mention your schooling, it determines where in the picking order you're going to be. Uh, does it happen here? A little bit, hey. Eh? Um, or maybe what do you do for a job? And you often hear, particularly mums, bless them, they often say, I'm just a mum." Do you know, I tried being a mom for one day. I said to my wife, "I never, ever want to do that again. I have taken you so much for granted." And like, and I've got two kids. Imagine those of you who have two, more than two. Like, and these boys are like, 16, and not kidding. Like when they were little, it was just like, "Dad, I'm hungry." Dad, ah change the nappy, check the temperature, I need Pamol, ah! and all those things, like, you're not just a mum. you're raising a generation of leaders, right, often people would say, oh, I'm just a cleaner, Oh, I'm just a waitress, if you went there, the world would not spin, if you went there, the world would not exist, oh, I'm just serving at the door, if you went there, there'll be no one in church, Oh, I'm just in the kitchen doing the dishes. We'll have dirty dishes for weeks. You know, and often I find myself, here's the tall poppy syndrome thing that happens. I'm I'm amongst lawyers and surgeons and stuff, right? I find myself in that spot. And so they ask, me, so what do you do? And, oh, I'm just a pastor. Like God has challenged me on that. God has challenged me on how I see. No, 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 no. The church needs to be at the forefront of community. The church needs to be at the forefront of society because God gives us the keys for the kingdom that they're wanting to set up their territory in. That was a word for somebody this morning. Don't just see yourself as just an employee. Serve as you're serving Jesus himself in order that the resources of heaven will download into your business and it'll just reach more people so we're not just oh I just go to this church and and we like you are the greatest in the whole wide world God has called us all to reach people make disciples and change the globe do you know um it was interesting that the same God that I'm talking about this morning was in India with me crazy right this the same God yeah, so he's not just in this room. Actually, do you know he's in the, the Chinese church that's meeting around the corner right now? He's actually in the next location, just around in the Marai. He's in the, the, the primary school gym as well. He's in every house of worship. And not only that, he's actually in every home. And do you know that? He's actually in every person. And that's the thing that blew my mind. Here I was in the middle of a tea plantation in Kolkata, India. God was there in spirit and in truth that blew my mind i'd never been that far across the world and that blew my mind and here are these people who didn't have but were worshiping passionately like worshiping so passionately so it made me think like wow if the power, if there was a power cut right now how would we be able to, how would we handle this stuff Right, we'd, go, we'd, we'd actually go outside, someone would bring something to bash on, get some beats going, and, and we would just do it, right? Like we did it last Sunday, we we're like, we don't need a stage, let's just put a weird green mat on the floor, and let's stand around it. Like, we need to understand that the walls that have been created that religion puts up is only there to block you, And it's only there to hold you back. We're declaring, man, come on, wide open doors. There's a wide open door for a great work here. What are you seeing? Are you seeing closed door or wide open doors? Because if it's closed, kick it open. Come on, God's declared wide open doors for a great work where? Yeah, even though many oppose you, there's a great work here. I haven't even started the Bible reading. All right, um, please open your Bibles. 1 Corinthians um, chapter 10, and we're going to read 10 verses very quickly. And this is about, it's entitled, The Believer's Freedom. Um, So reading from 23 right down to 33. If you want me to wait, just say wait. (laughs) Cool. So you can either use your paper version or your digital version. It's cool. All right, let's start. I have the right to do anything, you say, but not everything is beneficial. I have the right to do anything, but not everything is constructive. <laughs> no one should, she- should seek their, their own good, but for the good of others. Let's pause. What's the spirit of this age right now? What is the spirit of this age? Is I will do whatever I want to do. Good luck everybody else that is the spirit of this age. Me, my, mine, okay? So whenever you kind of process that through coming through your mind, that is the spirit of this age. Let's move on. Verse 25, eat anything sold in the meat market without raising questions of conscience, for the Lord, for the earth is the Lord's and everything in it, amen? If an unbeliever invites you to eat a meal, And you want to go, eat whatever is put before you without raising questions of conscience. But if someone says to you, this has been offered in sacrifice, then do not eat it. Both for the sake of the one who told you (laughs) and for the sake of conscience. I'm referring to the other person's conscience, not yours. For why is my freedom being judged by another's conscience? If I take part in a meal with thankfulness, why am I denounced? Um, why am I denounced? Because of something I thank God for. So, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Let me see that, say that again. So, whatever you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Verse 32 Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jew, Greek, or the church of God. Verse 33 even as I try to please everyone in every way, for I am not seeking my own good, but for the good of many. Even as I try to please everyone in every way, for I am not seeking my own good, but for the good of many. Lord, I pray right now that you will add your super to my natural, pray that you guide my words, let it penetrate. Let it speak to bone, marrow, spirit, and soul. And I pray, Father, in the power of your name that you will transform our minds and soften our hearts, Lord, to receive from you this morning. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. It's interesting, isn't it, the social constructs of society where we're kind of, you know, you're often trying to figure out where everybody fits. And it's a thing because we need to find our status in society. So in the church in Corinth, this is what was happening: is people were being saved, and but they, they were living in this context where all the meat that they would buy from the markets had, in some way, been offered to idols in temples. So you, so if you were to eat meat, one way or another, it would have. If you bought it, you would have bought it from the markets, and so it meant that when the, the offering was made in the temple, not all of the meat was, was used for the sacrifice, right? This is to the pagan gods. And so the priests would then take their cut of the meat, but then the, even the priests couldn't use up all the meat, so they would then sell their bit of meat in the market in order that other people might purchase it. So, so, and then so now the church, who are recently saved, they're going... I definitely know I wasn't called to be a vegetarian. (laughs) Daniel Fast is coming up in November, so what to do, right? So they were caught in that. And so now, they like someone would take their little bit of truth, and I am not moving from here. And then someone would take their bit of truth, I am not moving from this decision. I know what it means doctrinally. I know what it means... I know what God did for us and all the teaching came out. So they were all asserting their knowledge and what they were doing, which was not their intention, they were rejecting each other. So what they were seeing is that the meat eaters group were over here and the non-meaters confused, I don't know what's going on group was over here. So Paul was there going, children, what's going on? So let, let me make it clear for you so the whole purpose of what we're doing is to bring glory to God. That's the whole purpose of what we're doing. So ask yourself the question is this gonna give glory to God or not? Because you know, just as there's denominationalism around the world, people go to whatever flavor that they like. How do you like your meat? Medium rare. Well done blue. That person needs some iron, (laughs) right? So you're in this room today because of relationship and because you like. It, it. It's something about the way we do church that speaks to your heart. And then soon after that, we'll have people who will join us who may have been in other houses and how they did things. And there's you know, maybe doctrinally sound. And they come in and it's like starting asking questions. Um, why do you guys do that? Why do you guys do that? And you, I often feel like I'm like, um, I don't know. I guess the Bible says we should do it. Oh, oh we're not doing enough of that. And I'm often going, oh, heck. I'm a less of a Christian because we don't do communion every Sunday. Do you know? And so what that does, it, it kind of, all right, sir, can you please join the first queue? Uh, ma'am, uh, you're in the second queue, um, and you're in the third queue, you're in the fourth queue. And so before you know it, we're in a community of people, but we're separated by your doctrine or the things that you believe is the truth. And so what Paul is saying, there's there's the truth. If the truth is here, we're all standing here vying for the truth. But the trouble is, I will, I wouldn't say the K word, but I will move you out of the way in order that I get the truth. And when I've received the truth, good luck everybody else. Because now I'm standing in front here, and I'm the only one with the truth. So what I'm going to do with that is I'm going to find like-minded people who like my truth, and I'm going to form a denomination, nation. That's what denomination is. It's going to take my version of the truth and how I like it, and I'm going to find like-minded people to share in my truth. And so what it does, we ask the question, so who gets the glory to that? Paul is saying, I don't care whether you eat the meat or not. Whatever you do, does it give glory to God? Because at the end of the day, Paul is saying, I don't care what you Christians do. Just make sure people see your life and go, I need Jesus in my life. Make sure that your unsaved friends don't see all of your set of rules or your doctrines. All they see is the love of God that is inside of you, whether you eat the meat or not. It doesn't matter. Even within our church family, you'd be like, well, but did you hear what they said? I think they're doctrinally not sound. What we need to acknowledge is that there's an element of truth. It could be, you know what? I need to be in church. I may be living a different lifestyle that's not godly, but I need to recognize your need to be in the presence of God. Because how many know when you're in the presence of God, He does the work? It's not even your decision. Like the Holy Spirit, oh, like my personal testimony, how He arrests my thinking and my mindset, and he's like, hey, son, just about that thought you had, that wasn't me, right? And I and then, so, so maturity means that now I have to think about what I just thought of, process it, and go, God, I hand it back over to you. Because it wasn't mine in the first place. I've taken on someone else's offense. Or I've taken on someone else's thinking. I've taken on someone else's shame. I've taken on someone else's thing. And it's made like... It's made me heavy, and it wasn't mine in the first place. See, the grace of God is such that if if he's applied grace into your life, that is the grace you give. It wasn't yours in the first place. It's not your right to hold or withhold grace from someone. It was not yours in the first place. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's not yours. So whether that be in public or in private, in the privacy of your own home, in the privacy of your, of your work lunchbox, whether you have the meat or not, is it giving glory to God? Paul came up with four principles that I just want to quickly share before we head out for baptisms. Yay! <laughs> he talked about the, the, the principle of freedom. Like, we all experience freedom. We live in New Zealand, and we have this amazing, we can worship anywhere, we can pretty much do anything, right, with the law as the boundary, right? You think about stuff that's been happening in India that I saw, and across the world where the church that have gone underground, the persecution they've had to go through for the power of the gospel to reach them, I think a church in the West need to wake up. We are too comfortable. We're too comfortable with ourselves. We're too comfortable, like... Even it's like, oh, it's too hot in here. Do you know how many degrees we had to sit through in in like a corrugated iron roof with 100% humidity? I'm sitting there having my first world problem and I'm looking out because like we literally had to sit in, all 10 of us had to sit in front of the whole congregation. And you had to keep your game face on. Like, on the first night we did the rally, there were a few of us that jet lag had hit you in the face. We're sitting in our first, literally literally to nudge each other. It was just like this. Yeah, amen. Like, please don't pray for long because pastor's going to fall asleep. Right? So I'm sitting there and I'm looking out. And here's these people, I find out later, they've walked 25 miles to be at this night rally night rally and and for me it was just like what would it cost me to to chase the gospel to to chase the gathering of believers some of us we just moan when we when the bus is late oh I have to catch an uber do you know it's like oh oh yeah but And you don't know my time. Like these people, I'm like, God, help me. Help me right now to change my mind quickly. Change my perspective on how I'm living my life now. So so freedom is one of those things that we all share. But how are you using your freedom to glorify God? How is it pointing the way to Jesus? We got tons of food. What are you doing with it? For yourself or you're using it to bring, to point the way? We got tons of money. No one in New Zealand needs to be poor. Amen? You got everything. Is it pointing the way? Is it pointing the way to Jesus? So live to please the people around you. I'm not saying live so that you're under their authority. Live so that there's harmony in the place where you are. That's what Paul was saying. Leave your fight to your prayer closet. Leave it to when you talk to Jesus. Wrestle with doctrine with him. I don't know if Jesus kind of had doctrine. He's just like, this is the word. I'm the word. I'm speaking the word. Receive the word. It'll change your life. Not doctrine. Doctrine is stuff that we've, it's our version of truth, right? Begin a commitment of love. Just start off. when When you have to discuss about behavior or whatever. Can you just agree that love has to lead? No matter who's right or who's wrong. Lead with love. Mm. Thank you, stage. In the stage is agreeing. Second thing, please don't be overly fussy. You know when when we were sitting um So after every meeting that we did in in Kolkata and up in Northern Bengal, there was a meal, right? There was a meal. And so we just reminded the team, I say, hey guys, you just need to know that before this food gets onto your plate, someone has worked for months to get their chicken on your plate. So receive it, it may not be in a commercial kitchen, that it was made for you. Just receive it in the attitude that someone has sacrificed. And so let's look at kids, particularly, I'm picking you, but when food is put in front of you and it's not McDonald's, not crayfish again today, you know, just, just kind of be thinking about what did mom and dad have to do to get this on my plate? How do we translate that? Don't be fussy. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't be fussy. Christians are renowned for fussy. Christians are renowned for being like divas. Like, I'm sorry, did you pray before you ate? Like people get stuck. I mean, we've got to be grateful, but don't let that be a deal breaker. Don't judge someone because of the truth of the doctrine you have about Thanksgiving Don't lord it over someone because they forgot to pray. Don't be fussy. Paul is saying it's better for you to go hungry than to let another brother stumble because of their weakness. It's better for you not to eat the meat. Number three, live for the glory of God. Even if it means sacrifice, live for the glory of God. Should my strong conscience lead me to leave someone out? Or should my strong conscience and belief bring someone in? Whenever you divide, whenever you separate, whenever you place different positions for people to climb, that's religion. Jesus, let's think about this for a second. Let's just think about the people that Jesus hung out with. Like some of those people, your mom will be like, I'm so disappointed in you right now. <laughs> Truth, right? He hired with prostitutes. When was the last time you got to share dinner with prostitute? Hello? When was the last time you sat with a beggar and you gave him something to eat? Not just pass by and throw in your change. When was the, when was the last time you gave value to another human being value because the creator made them, the creator called them, and whatever the mountain is right now, they're called to walk it. It's not for us to kind of get a job. It's not our job to do that. What is it that's going to draw that person closer to Jesus? And so Paul is saying, regardless what we do, Be it eating or drinking, we must do it for the glory of God, not just to please others. We're not going to do mission just to pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, we care for others. No, it's we're doing it for the glory of God. Amen. Come on, who am I preaching to this morning? Here's the final one. Live your life to win souls. Position your day to win souls. Position your career, your family. Come on, your community. Position yourself to win souls. Because at the end of the day, this is what this is all about. This is not some club, some party of flash people who have been saved by the grace of God. This is not who we are. Who we are is people who are passionate passionate to reach other people for the glory of God, for the glory of the King. This is who we are, church. This is why we exist, to transform lives, transform communities. Come on, we're making disciples. We're transforming nations. This is who we are. You're not just a lawyer. You're not just a dentist, a hygienist. You're not just a mom. You're not just a cleaner. You're not just a painter. You're not just a shelf stacker. You're not just a computer science. You're not just a builder. You're not just a student. You see, when believers live, live to build the church and win the lost, they must put this first They must put winning souls to be the first priority. And it will glorify the name of Jesus. Because we all know this. Because Jesus says, if I be lifted up, what's going to happen? I will draw all men to me. And if you were to live your life, your Monday to Friday, if you were just to live your life, to lift them up, in your your speech, in your attitude, in your actions. It will not be a surprise when. It will not be a surprise. You're not going to have to work because all you're working with is to lift him up. That's all we're doing. That's all God asks of us. Just lift me up. Lift up the name of Jesus. I will draw all men. So you're thinking, oh, oh my gosh, pastor, but you don't understand. I'm an introvert. You don't understand. I haven't been to Bible college. You don't understand. I, got, I, got, I just got saved last week, man. You don't understand. I don't have any experience. No one has taught me what to do. It's this simple. Lift Jesus up and he will do the drawing. He will gather the people. He will gather. So you want to know how we're going to fill that seat next to you. You want to know how we're going to reach Rickerton, Burnside, Hornby, Belfast, Rakiah? You want to know how we're going to reach like the whole of Christchurch? It's if we lift Jesus up. Literally, it's that simple. Lift up, Jesus. Why don't you stand to your feet? Oh, yes. For your glory, Jesus. For your glory, yes. God, we will do, we will do anything. ooh, yes, come on, can we just lift up Jesus right now, lift up the name that is above every other name, the name of Jesus, come on, open up your mouth, lift him up, lift him up, lift him up, Jesus, we lift up the name of Jesus, we lift up the name of Jesus, we lift up the name of Jesus, Because only you, God, only you deserve, only you, God, for your glory. I will do anything just to see you. To behold you as my king to behold you as my king for your glory for your glory i will do anything i will do anything. just to see just to see to behold you as my king to behold you as my key for your glory for your glory for your glory Jesus. i will do anything just to see you to behold you as my king to behold you as I wanna be where you are. I gotta be where you are, God. I wanna be where. Come on, just where you are, Jesus. That's where I wanna be. I gotta be. I gotta be where. my King to behold you as my King wanna be I wanna, wanna be, be where you are gotta be I gotta be where you are See I wanna be I wanna be where you are gotta be I gotta, gotta be Thank you Jesus father we thank you Holy Spirit that you are inside of us we thank you that no matter what we go through we thank you father that clearly we've seen lord that truth prevails but it's your truth but I pray that the truth of love and acceptance and lord that we would see more people come into faith and put their faith and their hope in Jesus Lord, I pray that you would open our eyes to the things that we squabble over. That we will see it for what it really is. That we would see religion for what it really is. And I pray that the life of Jesus would continue to bubble from within us. I pray that the life of God would flow from us. I pray that the power of the Holy Spirit would bubble from inside of us. The life, the truth, the love, the peace, the joy that surpasses all understanding be our portion. Because we want to do it for your glory we want to do it for your glory and so Lord this morning we pray that you will add your super to our natural as we go out into the week Lord as we baptize people after this service I pray that as we give glory that it will point the way to you Jesus Right now in this moment with every eye closed, every head bowed, I wanna give people the opportunity because we never wanna assume that you are walking and talking with Jesus every single day. Today is an invitation that I have the pleasure of bringing you. It's the invitation from the King. It's the invitation to do life with Jesus. It's the invitation for life eternal. It's the invitation to say because of his blood that was shed, your sins are forgiven. Because of the strikes, that he experienced and endured was for your freedom and for your healing. And so this morning, quite simply, all I need you to do is lift up your hand and wave at me. I want to pray for you this morning. I have the privilege of, of, of praying with you this morning, but the decision is yours. The decision to follow Jesus is yours. And this morning Thanks for listening to this podcast. Check out our website at equipuschurch.com forward slash Christchurch.